This is three and five on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Steve Peacher. I'm president of SLC Management, and this is the latest episode of three and five in which we ask three questions of our experts around SLC Management. Today, I'm really pleased to have John Fiquette with me. John is the head of capital markets at Crescent Capital. John, thanks for joining. Hi, Steve. John, you oversee a group that invests in the high yield market, among other things, and spreads in that market have rallied a lot over the last year, maybe more than people would have expected a year ago as the pandemic started. What do you think about valuations today? Do you think that rally has gotten ahead of itself? And you know, do you think there's value in the high yield market uh, given today's spreads? Well, Steve, that's a question we're getting a lot these days. And um, I always start with the fundamentals and the fundamental picture these days is very solid. GDP growth is expected to be 7 or 8% this year, so that is very supportive of credit. We see very few companies these days that are stressed or even at risk of default. Uh, so all of that, in my mind, is supportive of value-oriented asset classes like high-yield bonds. Our valuations stretch. They're, they're certainly not as exciting as we would like to see. Uh, and I do hear lots of people anchoring their valuation to where things were before COVID. I just point out that there really is no historical precedent for the current market. And by that, I mean, investors have never seen this level of support, fiscal support, monetary support for the U.S. economy. So I'm, I'm not sure if anchoring to where we were before COVID is the right way to look at it. Could we have a pullback? Sure. Um, but to me, to my thinking, it's likely to be short-lived and shallow given just how much liquidity is in the system. You know, there's a lot of new bonds being issued. I, and I think that's the sign of a healthy high yield market generally. Uh, you know, recently, and you and I were talking about just, just last week, you know, it was notable that a, a big high yield issue came to market for a company that was going to use the proceeds to buy Bitcoin. So, <laughs> the, you know, the question I think is, when you look at the level of issuance and the uses of proceeds, how do you feel about the um, uh, the new issue market? And do you think it's a sign that the market's starting to get a bit frothy? I, I agree with you, Steve. I think that it is a sign of, of a healthy market, right? When uh, borrowers and lenders can come together and find a way to, to fund growth, M&A. So I don't, I don't take it on it at its face that it's negative. We, we certainly have seen robust corporate bond issuance, no question, particularly last year. And, and I would say that's been beneficial. Why? Because it's allowed borrowers to shore up their liquidity, defend against the impact of all the COVID shutdowns and disruption. Long-term can certainly be a cause for concern. That's something we watch very closely. But the good news in that regard is that low interest rates make it relatively cheap for these high-yield borrowers to service and refinance their debt. So for now, I think it's, it's a healthy dynamic. You know, one thing that people track in the high yield market, of course, is default rates. And I think going back a year at the beginning of the pandemic, people would have expected high yield default rates to be a lot higher than they actually are today. And I think that's because the economy, you know, was stronger than people might have expected. But I also think, and this is a question that debt levels have gone up as companies have borrowed to maintain liquidity. Do you think we could see a lagged credit effect where the credit stress actually manifests itself in a couple of years because companies are exiting the pandemic, not with high default rates, but with higher debt levels than they entered the crisis? Well, it's definitely true that the corporate default rate is not nearly as bad today as people feared last year. I remember second quarter, third quarter last year, a lot of strategists were 
saying that defaults would hit 10 or 15% of the high yield market, uh, which would be a, a huge number. And instead the default rate peaked around six or 7%. So definitely elevated last year, but much lower than feared. I think you know, we're, we're seeing the opposite dynamic these days, fewer defaults because revenue and profit growth is accelerating, balance sheet repairs underway. In fact, ratings upgrades have been outpacing downgrades. So I'm not expecting another wave of defaults, not anytime soon. The fact that markets were accommodating, like we talked about a moment ago, that record new issuance allowed these borrowers to refinance their maturities and push them out four or five years. So I think pretty much smooth sailing uh, from a default perspective for the next couple of years. The wall will be in four or five years when all these new issues begin to mature. So I think the, the overriding theme I'm hearing from you is fundamentals are pretty strong backing, backing the market today, and that should continue for some time. So one more question unrelated to the high yield market. I know you're a wine enthusiast. So my question is, if you look at the wine market from an investment standpoint, you know what's being paid for top quality wines today? How do you feel about the wine market as a market? And the, you know, is this a good place that somebody might want to consider putting their money or is it overvalued? <laughs> Well, uh, similar to other stores of value like artwork or jewelry, NFTs, Bitcoin, uh, wine has definitely benefited from that and all the liquidity out there. It is a scarce resource, right? There's only one, one vintage every year. And once that vintage is gone, you know, it's, it's on to the next. And there are a lot of vagaries around weather and climate and such. So it's, it's a tough business, but no question, similar to other assets, it's appreciate it a lot. It's really hard to find value. Again, probably similar to other asset classes as well. There aren't too many value-oriented wines. There was a time when, when California wines used to be the, the value in the market, and that's not the case anymore. A good Cabernet costs over a hundred bucks. So um, you got to do your homework if you want to find a good deal. Okay. Just like any other market. John, thanks a lot for taking the time. And thanks everyone for listening in to this latest episode of 3 and 5. Thank you, Steve, for inviting me to do this. 